820 on the Crosstalk on WICM. So much homework, so little time. Our guest on the Crosstalk, Representative Steve Doyle. Hey, good morning. Happy New Year, Steve. Long time no talk. Yes, Happy New Year to you too, Mike. And we've got a huge list, so I'm going to dive right into the governor's uh, uh, homework assignment. Never mind the fact that some Republicans were were grumpy that his the, his letter, the tone of his letter, made me angry. You know, first thing I thought was get over that, you know, move along. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> so you know, I don't like the way he talks to me. I'm in charge. I'm important and in charge. And he gave me, you know. Pfft, Get over yourself. See, see what I deal with every day here yeah. in Madison, Mike? Yikes. Yikes. Just the both, tone both of your voice. Do, both sides behave like that. I know. It's horrible. I know they do, and it, I just don't understand it. Support mental health services for our kids. One of the... Uh, uh, assignments from the legislature and we have a number of listeners who work very hard and have uh, important positions in the mental health industry and say that there is plenty of service for kids including medicaid why do we need another program well i think that a lot of it has to do with um, where it's distributed uh, for example lacrosse has uh, a fairly you know broad array of services we get you know, our two medical facilities and um, other private entities that are offering these services. You get an outstate Wisconsin, and, uh, you know, for example, if you um, are having suicidal thoughts, and I know that one because I was just on the Suicide Prevention Task Force, um, you might have uh, a two-, three-hour drive to get to a provider that can offer those kind of services. So it's not that we have a surplus. Um, it's not that we have a shortfall. It's distributed really poorly, unfortunately. It is worth the services are where the people are right now. Right. And and so how can the government move healthcare workers to a community that is in need of mental health services? I'm not sure it's the government's responsibility to make the neighborhood nice enough that a social worker or a healthcare provider would want to move and live in that neighborhood out there in the middle of nowhere. A couple ideas have been put forward. One is... Um, uh, the Suicide Prevention Task Force uh, had a, a bill that's uh, passed the Assembly and is in the Senate now to offer um, grants to counties to come up with innovative ideas to uh, promote these types of services within their county. What we're looking for is to see if somebody has ideas uh, or, or uh, approaches at work that we haven't tried yet. Secondly, um, you know, one of the things that's been talked about, and I don't know if it's successful or not, um, is the idea of incentives. You know, if a person has some student loans, for example, um, and are willing to teach in the inner city, those can be for sure. Sure, sure. and lots of those... type of thing with regard to um, mental health care providers. Right, lots of those kinds of programs exist across the country. We'll pay for your schooling, and you'll do the first year of your uh, internship, or the first two years, whatever, in uh, the community of your choice outside where you live. Where Here's a list of places that need help. Pick one. That's where you're going to live the next two years. And in exchange, we'll, we'll uh, pop for your... your your uh, ed- education costs, something like yeah, that. Yeah, we're not talking. We're not talking creating large bureaucracies to accomplish that kind of a right. thing. It's 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 pretty simple type of. A I program. would hope not. Sure. I mean, yeah, just give them a card that says "Pass Go." <laughs> you don't got to pay. Helping out family farmers. What does the governor mean by that? Well, you know, there are a lot of people that have a lot of different ideas on that. Again, I would go back to the Suicide Prevention Task Force, where we're trying to target um, some of those services to the farm community. Uh, you know, just like 
young people, law enforcement officers, veterans. We found different groups that are, uh, you know, at higher risk of suicide attempts um, and not getting the services that we're, you know, we, we think are, are necessary. Farmers are a big part of that with the current dairy crisis that we have. So that's just one thing. But I mean, there's a, a whole bigger picture, obviously, when it comes to family farms and, and agriculture in, in general in Wisconsin. Um, I, I think that what the governor is saying in that is that there's not necessarily um, an easy answer or an answer that, um, you know, is not complicated in terms of funding or, or political buy-in, but we need to sit down and have the discussion. I mean, and I think that so much of his, you know, homework assignment that he gave the legislature, what he's saying is, you know, let's sit down and talk. Yeah. And, you know, I've got some ideas, you've got some ideas. Let's put things on the table and see if we can, you know, come up with something that we can agree upon. I mean, we need to take some baby steps first. And, you know, I was glad to hear that the governor and the legislative leadership was talking about meeting in early 2020 uh, to start that dialogue. I mean, it's a little late, but it would be, you know, it's good news to hear that they're at least starting. I can barely even say this one out loud, knowing what kind of response there will be in Madison. Passing comprehensive bipartisan legislation to address homelessness. How could there possibly be uh, words written on a piece of paper that everybody agrees with that's actually going to help homelessness? Well, you know, there was a package of, of ideas that came out already that had a lot of bipartisan um, buy-in, and it's simply a matter of, I think if you get rid of the leadership in the legislature and you ask the rank-and-file members, these kinds of things would zip through with no problem. They don't necessarily involve spending a lot of money. They more involve coordination of efforts, and it's what you're seeing is some people that need to put their big boy and big girl pants on yeah. and, um, you know, just come to the table and let's talk about these. And well, and it would don't s- be upset about somebody else had the idea first. That, right. I mean, that's where we're at right now. It would seem to me that the legislature could uh, uh, travel via phone, for gosh sakes, the state, and say, if you got a program in your community that works to help end homelessness, you do. Oh, well, would it be even more successful if we gave you more money uh, to grow the program? What do you need to uh, to address homelessness? I don't think we need more laws. Uh, the program, the, you know, the issue is uh, is pretty self explanatory. Help those organizations that are already have, have, trying to to end homelessness. Grow that program and do more about it. You know, Mike, you make a lot of sense, and I'm really concerned that this is like a campaign announcement speech. I know you live in my district. I hope you're not setting yourself up. <laughs> well, it just seems, no, I got, uh, I love you, Steve, but I could never be you. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't understand uh, why, why there is disagreement on how to help people who are homeless not be homeless. Yikes. Uh, ensuring justice uh, for uh, survivors of sexual assault and sex trafficking. Another one that d- defies uh, how could you possibly disagree with uh, helping to protect a survivor or, or a survivor of sexual assault or sex trafficking? Uh, I know that these m- many cases, women are getting the short shrift. Yeah, I mean, if there's low-hanging fruit among his, you know, homework assignment, that would certainly seem to be it. Um, you know, my colleague Jill Billings from La Crosse has uh, a sex trafficking bill yeah. uh, that would make it so that, uh, you know, the victims of sex trafficking aren't charged with a crime also. I mean, I don't understand why that hasn't passed years ago. I mean, to me, 
there's some just obvious things that we can do, and I'm hoping that, you know, with the four or five session days that we have left this year, that we can do those kind of things. I mean, to me, that, that's one where everybody can pat themselves Indeed. on the back and say, yeah, we did something. I mean, why aren't we doing that? Uh, one that I don't fully understand, well, maybe we can talk about this tomorrow. Two, two topics, two bits of homework that we didn't get to, reimbursing local municipalities for special elections. I don't know if, I'm, I'm not sure I like that. If you want to hold a special election, you cough up the cash, uh, unless I'm missing something. Capping uh, the cost of insulation, uh, co-pays, I don't like that idea because then, you know, now we're capping everything. You cap electronics, you cap the cost of a car, you cap. You can't, you know, competition, that's what ends high cost. If uh, insulin, uh, you know, open up the market and allow that guy who makes insulin products to sell his insulin product for less money, you know darn well he is going to make all the money because he will sell all the insulin at a smaller price per vial or per amount. And those who are trying to charge an arm and a leg will have to stop that. We'll have to stop that competition. It's the American way, isn't it? 